I know it sounds like, oh, well, yeah, we talk about it like that. I'm that that deal. Okay, yeah, but you are. So I want to start there. Okay, okay. So that's your deal. Okay. Okay, so I just want to let the people know. Like, there's no Nancy getting on here, regular degula like schmegula. She is dope, okay? Welcome to Don't Hit Snooze, the podcast. You've been sleeping on yourself for long enough. It's time to wake up. No matter what you're doing, while you listen, we pray that you begin to unlock your God-given potential and turn it into massive action. Don't Hit Snooze is not just a personal development podcast. It's a personal reminder, reminding you to be and become all that God has created you to be. Now let's get into this episode. Yo, what's okay? Wait, yeah, you can you can scoot close. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. Okay. Okay. Yo, what's good? It's your girl Cachetta Cherie, and I am cheesing, (laughs) Cachetta cheesing from ear to ear. Okay, so I want to say real quick, I'm probably being real goofy and real cheesy. Because the person that I'm sitting next to right now is the epitome of cheesy and she's just the bubbliest of the bubbly. Next to Gigi, I, no, they might be neck and neck. She might be, okay. Anyway, <laughs> Zola's Gigi and the person I'm sitting next to are probably the bubbliest people that I have ever met. Um, it's probably some people underneath them, but they're in my top five for sure. Um, so I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell her. I am gonna tell her some stuff because she just told me something, and I feel a way about it. But you know, if she wanna tell y'all about that, then cool. If not, I'm not gonna. You know, no pressure. So I'm gonna introduce her in a second, but I want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory. We go by Talls and Smalls, and she'll tell you more about where it came from as far as her history, but we felt like we wanted to kind of do this, I guess, segment of us chatting. So what's your deal with Talls and Smalls? She's going to tell you where what's your deal came from, but um, I guess a, a part of it is We've been having these conversations. I remember the very first conversation that was kind of about work, but it went into this. We went down a rabbit hole, basically. And you can't. When you start getting into government and nonprofits and just the, the, I don't want to get into like, too much of it because I'm sure it'll come out in this conversation and conversations to come. But we went down a rabbit hole essentially about the systems that have been created and they are not for the benefit of black and brown people. And she gets it. And yeah, we just gonna let her introduce herself. Her real name is Sarah, aka Talls. So tell the people. Say hi. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Yeah, my name is Sarah. Um, what's your deal started 
when I was a kid, my cousin and I wanted to be radio show people, personnel, um, radio show hosts, and we got tape recorders. I don't know the age of the listeners, but a tape recorder (laughs) is a little device that you put a cassette tape in and there was like a record playback, fast forward type button. You could go around and record your voice. This was before like audio messages, audio notes, before cell phones, that whole thing. And we would go around and ask people, what's your deal? Like in our towns. And then we would listen to them and send our tapes to each other. And what's your deal was never meant to be critical, but it was more of like, hey, what's your deal? You look interesting. What's your deal? Or I know that you do this job. What's your deal? And so as kids, that's how we became radio show hosts with just the two of us, Um, the audience of two, hosts of two, (laughs) people that we interviewed, probably a total of 10. Like (laughs) It was not successful. Chada's podcast is way more successful than What's Your Deal. So how many, so you said 10. Probably. Guess. Yeah, guess. Yeah. In so quote, how air long quotes. would you say you all did it? I don't know. Maybe a year. You know, it was just us putzing around. Yeah. Approaching people. Yeah. Asking them. Okay. You know? So I have to ask the question because yeah. that's very interesting to see where you are now. Right. You pretty much, I mean, obviously we use our voices in different ways, mm-hmm. but you are in a position right now for work anyway, where you are constantly speaking to people, mm-hmm. to to partners, to just about the disparages in the community that you serve and just the Chicago land area in general, how it like it's juxtaposition to the world, the entire United States, et cetera, et cetera. Like you are you are a spokesperson for mm. the work that you do, for the people that you serve. And I know it sounds like, oh, well, yeah, when you talk about it like that, I'm the the deal. Okay, yeah, but you are. So I want to start there. Okay. You are. Okay. So that's your deal. Okay. Okay. I just want to let the people know. That's my deal. no Nancy getting on here, regular degular like schmegula. She is dope, okay? But, like, what do you think would have come from that if you continued or if you were doing something like that now like going around mm. asking you know how mm-hmm. people on instagram and tiktok mm-hmm. they go around asking people like what do you do for a living yeah like, right what like i've seen those videos what? that's crazy <laughs> i cannot but imagine. i would do it right so what do you like what do you think would happen i i see people out and about in public or i encounter people out and about in public where i'm like gosh, if this was a show, you would be on it, (laughs) you know? And it's not, sometimes it's a bad thing, right? Like sometimes you find out some information about somebody and you're like, you need to come on here and tell the people and really spill the beans about what's going on. But I think that, I don't know. I think it would obviously, I mean, based on like what social media and like just what TV is like, I think it, I think people would appreciate it because I think also there needs to be more of proving people wrong. I think that there's, you know, it's very easy to judge a book by its cover. Everybody does it. You can't say you don't. But I think that there's a lot 
of proving people wrong when you actually meet somebody and you actually talk to them and you actually see what's going know, on. I don't know that I judge people. Mm-hmm. I I do know that I that's because you're a good a person, mental person. But it didn't come from a space of me thinking that. I was better. Right. It was just me thinking like, why do you do the things that you do knowing that, or maybe not knowing that they're impacting other people around you negatively? Like, why don't you care? Right. But it was still from a place where I wasn't recognizing my, my role in what I was doing and what I do every day. Like, do I stop for Three seconds at every stop sign, probably now. Mm. But do I allow every car to go through when there's traffic? No. Mm. Do I like, and that's just minimal. That's very minuscule on the level of like kindness and compassion to the world. But it's, it's even down to those little micro things. Right. And it was me not examining where I was it was just the projection at the same time like well you're this way right and or making assumptions I think maybe it doesn't always have to be oh I'm judging you because I think that I'm better or worse or whatever but more of like you look this way so maybe you're like this Mm -hmm. you know and that I have really been doing like deep work on that because mm. I've been experiencing the roots of those things that created that in me. Mm. Um, like just kind of make these other buds and it's, right. it, it started to, to become like a real issue when I was dealing with someone romantically who was doing the same things. And it's like, it's kind of hard to recognize it. Like you may recognize it, acknowledge it, maybe try to do something about it. But when you have someone in your direct corner doing the same things and you've already acknowledged it in yourself, it makes it 10 times harder to like continue with it if you really want to do something about it. Because you're like, but I see this. Like, right. and we're doing it actively together. Like, nah, I'm not okay with this. And once I figure out how I'm going to stop doing this, then I can say to you, if you continue, I'm going to be done with you too. Yeah. Because I'm done with the old me. Right. It's time to do something different. But you have to make the choice. And if you don't make the choice to do something different, then I can't do it. And like for me, I was just like, yo, that is that's sick. That's just another sickness. Mm-hmm. Added on to what's already happened. Like that doesn't make you a better person because right. you and it's really painting a narrative. That may or may not be true. And that's the part of it that got me. I'm like, you're creating a storyline based on the things that you think you see. Yeah. And then just saying, okay, that's what it is. Right. Bruh, no. Right. And But I will say, sometimes it's fun. You're sitting at the airport, you know, and, you can and there's nothing to do. Never and you start these people again. Never. And so. you start making up stories. <laughs> and then you start making up conversations that two people are having together. I love doing that. So. There is a plus side. So there to is that. a <laughs> there's an innocence to it. Yeah, right. And then there is a Or it can be damaging. Where if you start going and acting like that and assuming people's conversations or, you know, judging people by how they look and yada yada, 
and you keep doing that over and over repeatedly, that's going to end you up in a position, probably physically, but definitely mentally and emotionally that you're not going to want to be in. Who would you want to interview Oof. now? I'm not- Someone that you would want to help mm. kind of unpack some things, but then also let people know. Right. This isn't really, it's not what you see. It's not what you think. You know, actually, I don't know if I need this person to unpack anything, but there is a bartender at a bar in West Loop. And this guy, for whatever reason, remembers me often. You're memorable. I would. I, I Let don't. Let me just pause real quick. <laughs> so y'all can get a picture. Because oh, I may yeah. or may not do video for this. I do not have a face for Pause. television. That's why I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Tals has this nickname for a reason. How tall are you, Tals? Six feet. Okay. And you know what? Also, for the listeners, <laughs> because they've seen you, because you have a you have an Instagram. Would you, don't hit snooze pod yeah, yeah, at Instagram.com. Yeah. Okay, you better or whatever. Plug us. Okay. okay. Plugging you. So they know what you look like. Mm-hmm. I look different than you do. You First do. of all, I'm like two feet taller than you are. You are not. <laughs> but I'm five feet. Give me, give okay. me, my, give so me my feet. One foot, one foot taller than Cheddar. I'm white. I have blonde hair, blue eyes. That's the part that I'm saying. You have <laughs> this look. It's not, a, I mean, because honestly, this is what my experience has been. When I meet a tall person, it's usually a brunette. Oh, really? Brown eyes. Oh. Not memorable. Okay. But you're tall, blonde. Wow, chill. With blue eyes. Like, I need to keep you around so that's make why me feel I good about you. myself. Yeah, I got you. Good. <laughs> it's but the that's Scandinavian blood. Energy. Scandinavian blood makes people uh, this size. Like that's Viking how you're so blood. pale. Exactly. Get yeah, it. note that for the record, please. <laughs> also, caveat, it's winter. Also, correct. There you go. Yeah. That's I, We experience it too. The melanin. Yeah, right. Always, it fades a little bit. Yeah, it's not always golden. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but I would, so th- this bartender, I would have him, he's so friendly, and it's, I would not, and again, here, here's like, we're going to judge somebody based on how they approach us or how they look. I do not think that he remembers me because he's attracted to me. Okay. I think he's attracted to others, which is fine. That's fair. It's whatever. But he's so nice, so friendly, always wants to carry on a conversation with me and whoever I'm with. Last night we were there, gave us drinks for free. So not, un, completely unnecessary. So nice. <laughs> He worked over New Year's, but he's going on vacation to South Korea. And he there's something about him. He has like he has a goatee. He's tall. He has both earrings. He has two he wears two black hoop earrings, like little baby. What are those called? The hostile huggies. Like little black huggy earrings. I don't know. And there's something about him. Maybe it's his energy or like his friendliness or just that I would be like, tell me about your life. Yeah. Like what do you tell? What are you doing? Interesting. I don't know. So I feel like he'd be really good. There's this lady who I see every morning when I go for my morning walk because I'm 85 years old. Is this the one that you told me about that we went past? Well, actually, you pass a lot of the... I pass a lot of people. Yeah. No, this lady, she she looks a little kooky in the morning. Okay. We never passed the kooky person that day. I don't think... Oh, when we went to the... 
No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. No, this different lady. Okay. She, whether it is rain, shine, I'm out there, summer, winter, doesn't matter, I'm out there. So is this lady. And doesn't matter the temperature. She's always wearing pajama pants, you know, like, like what you wear in the in the bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we are outside. To be clear. Okay. In the nature, not okay. in the bed. Outside and, in winter. Yes. And she wears these galosh type boots, like rain okay. boots, puddle jumping boots. Okay. Year round. Interesting. And a jacket, like a barn jacket or like a, I don't know how to, yeah, like a barn style jacket. That's like, like three sides. Like a real raincoat. Not like, it's not waterproof. Oh, like just like coat. a barn coat. Yeah. Interesting. That's like three sizes too big. Like a men's jacket. And she that's was like a petite picture. woman who's maybe 70. How tall? Mm, like Small. Three. Yeah. And she always has like a kooky hat on. Her hair's always disheveled. Okay. And she pushes two dogs, small dogs, in a stroller. And they're always barking at the top of their lungs. You know, it's like, yip, 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 bark. I'm sorry, listeners. That's probably unpleasant to hear on headphones. But it's unpleasant to hear in real life. But anyway, that's who I... I tell me about... Tell me why you're wearing your What's pajamas your in deal? public. Literally anyone that wears their pajamas in public. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about yoga pants or like black joggers, like something mildly appropriate. Like something that's I'm talking about like full on pajamas. Yeah. What's going on there? Hmm. Especially the people that do that, that are adults and wear them in the airplane. Oh, I have not. I've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate to not get on the plane with someone like that because I would be concerned. It's concerning. It's, just a little bit. Because to me, I always think like, okay, did you wash your butt? <laughs> and if you did not, like how many days have you gone now? Right. So like, do you care about life? Mm. Okay, so you on this plane not caring I, about life. I get, you don't care about man. I get what you're saying. I don't want to be on a plane with you for four hours. I get what you're and saying. And we can't go nowhere. Yeah, there you go. You feel me? Like yeah, that's where my brain. Unfortunately, but fortunately, it has it has done great things for me. But like my brain goes to the deepest end. That's first. pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So those two people. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I, I could. I, there's people anybody. in my life that like I could. It could be like a laundry yeah. list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or there's a guy at Whole Foods in South Loop. Uh-huh. I don't. Know. I got whatever. If I get kidnapped, I get kidnapped. But there's a guy at Whole Foods in South yeah, Loop, I keep up and he is <laughs> he, <laughs> he is always jamming. He's work. He works there. Okay. He like works in the produce section. So he puts his headphones in. Yeah, but he's got the full over the ear thing. Oh wow! And he he's stacking the produce. And they he's let him on, do that. I think this guy just. He, he kind of has, has like a mental disorder. No, no. I think it's just he's his. Straight? Yeah, I think he's just cool. Just you know, and I think he's older than the majority of the people there, and he just that's kind of his domain. Okay. And he just like don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. He's jamming. He's <laughs> doing the produce, and he's working hard. Interesting. And I'm like, you know, he's got a mustache. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm picturing these people, and it's hilarious. I hope y'all are painting pictures of people, because that makes it more fun. Okay, so now know. I have pictured these people, yeah. and I wanna, I wanna know too. What yeah, is your deal? Yeah, I think that goes back to 
the natural curiosity I used to have as a kid where I would be, and, and obviously it started with you being a kid. Right. So that makes sense. Like, I remember being in that space where I'm like, why does this person do that? Or just wanting to really know, especially, oh my God, don't let me have seen a teacher somewhere. Oh. Like, okay, so now I've seen you outside of school. This is weird. Like, what is your life about now? Well, as an ex-teacher, I can say that it is equally as weird when you see your kids in public. I can imagine. And because you see the look on their face, but you know the look you're giving them by seeing them out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But no, if you, any young people are listening to this, teachers do not sleep over at school. They have homes and go to Target. Okay? (laughs) Common misconception. Myth busted. Okay. Let me see. All right, I think we're good. Okay. Okay, so yeah, it goes back to that curiosity, though, that I had, and I would just want to know what what was going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about your own life, just think mm-hmm. about what you do on a day, daily basis. Mm-hmm. Not not the fun stuff, not the events, not the, like, the humdrum. The routine. Very routine-like. Right. That's what I want to know. That I do? My routine? No. Not... Well, you can tell the people. Oh. But you know what? Yes. Because we <laughs> said we were going to get... Okay. See, she done... She done... We, we skipped ahead. All right. Let's go into it. Wait. So you want to know what my routine is? Let's talk about first... Okay. Where this just came from. Because we know... Mm. They can't read our minds, though. Mm. Okay, so earlier we were talking, and I asked Tals about her vision and her planning session for 2023. And she was like, like, planning what? What are you talking about? And she was like, like, a vision board? I'm like, uh, that's kind of the last step. Like, that's what makes everything pretty. But, like, what what, what do you do as far as planning your year out? And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about her planning or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tell the people like what do you cause I, I guess I guess in that vein, I would like to know because you also just said something else about mm. a, a person mm. commenting on you being on this pod. Right? <laughs> right. So I'm like, hmm, what does that look like? So yeah, <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so what what do you do? So what time do you wake up and then what's next? Do you want like weekday or weekend? Weekend sounds fun. Mm, I don't know. Between 6 30, I'm like someone that like wakes up early. Okay. I don't know. Have some water. Everybody drink water first thing in the morning. Hydrate. Hydrate. Um, Room temperature? <laughs> yep. Okay. I don't like cold water ever. It hurts my teeth. It's not really great for you, to be honest. No, I can't imagine. Have some coffee. Mm. Cream, no cream. No. Sugar, no sugar. No. Just black. So just black coffee. Yeah, just black Ooh. coffee. Sauce <laughs> of the black coffee. <laughs> I know that, but y'all don't know that. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> and preferably, this is gonna sound like a diva thing. I like espresso in the morning, so I have an espresso. You did have an espresso last time. I had an espresso, so okay. I have an espresso in the morning. Okay. The brownish, goldenish cup. That's. The best pot, I think, that they make. Okay. Um, 
but if not that, yeah, black coffee is great. And then, I don't know. Weekend's hard. Because you just kind of are like putzing around and doing stuff. You know? <laughs> like you yes, have children. Let's yeah, when clear. you don't have children. Yeah, clarify. <laughs> Cheta does not have the luxury of putzing. I do not putz anywhere. No. No, no, I, let's do, let's do weekday okay, because I think on. that's more, I'm more routine during the week. Okay. So same thing, wake up and drink your water, have an espresso. And then I go and I walk three miles. So about what time do you leave out the house? Mm, 7.30. Okay. Yeah. So it's fairly light out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Night. Yeah. Okay. And in summer, like I'll walk earlier because it's, it'll be it's even lighter. Light. Yeah. yeah. So I'll wake up between anywhere between like six and seven. She cares about her safety. Yeah, I do care. Everyone should care about their safety. <laughs> Keep your head on a swivel. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so I walk for three miles, and then I come back. I have another coffee. Three miles. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I'm walking, I listen to BBC News podcast. Uh, I find it to be very unbiased. It's the world news, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Um, when it's Wednesdays, I listen to Don't Hit This News. Purr. Um and then come in, have another coffee, do my work. And I'm not really a breakfast person. You're not. So. Which is very. It's, it's, she's a foodie. Right. But she does not eat breakfast. Not and a that big has bre- always been baffling to Yeah, me. right. What? I'm not a big breakfast person. I don't know. Like I, my appetite doesn't like kick in until like and 11. super healthy and all that. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that makes sense, though, because you drink coffee at the top of the morning. Yeah. And that usually suppresses your appetite. Does it? So, yes. Oh, maybe I mean. That's why they say don't do it. But if you're going to do it, still try to eat. But, like, oh. most people don't listen to their bodies or their bodies bodies have adjusted to the caffeine already. And oh. So yeah. Okay. And that's probably, I don't know if this happens to you, but. When people do that, by the time maybe 11, 30, 12 o'clock mm-hmm. hits, like the appetite is on, on 10 and you're like, okay, where is, where's my salad? Oh, see, my appetite is on 10 all the time. Okay. Just not in the morning. So, so like right after that. When it hits like 11-ish, okay. it's, on, it's on 10 the rest of the day. So maybe, but maybe that's why though. Maybe that's like, why. Because you already suppressed it and now it's like, give me, give me real energy. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's, that makes sense. Hmm, Okay. Yeah. And then I just work and then after work, I, I don't know, go to the gym. you take a break? Run. I mean, I eat lunch. Okay. But you don't, you don't ever feel like you need to step away from the computer or. No, because if I do that, then I won't go back to it. Screaming. Okay. And I think that that, (laughs) like, I think that comes from. I think that type of routine comes from being at school. Yeah. Because it's very... Like, you come in, you know, we were there, school started at 725, kids leave out at 315, right, and, like, you didn't have a break. Yeah. And I found that there's times where I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'll eat lunch, and then I'll go for a walk, and no. Then you don't want to go back to it. Then I don't want to go back to it. Okay. So, I think I have to just, like, power through and then finish. Right. And then I'll do, like, activity in the evening. But that's my routine. Yeah. Wait, so what does this have to do with planning? Okay. So in that, Mm -hmm. a lot of people would like a routine. Right. But may may not necessarily have a routine or may not have developed one that allows for them to be great. Mm. So one, 
do you feel like you're already great or do you feel <laughs> like there's more to you to life to your life mm. let's start there like is what you do right now from your routine work all that like do you feel like that has put you in a place where you feel like you're I'm like I'm, I'm I have a pretty good life mm. I mean I think it, I think I do have a pretty good life but I don't think it's because of my routine necessarily it's more of just I have a great life attitude of gratitude type of thing I think it would be bold to say that my routine is perfect it's not but I think it's pretty good I'm I'm kind of type A so I'm naturally like a drawn to routines so I think that's good but I think that there's there's definitely areas for improvement that's fair I think I think yeah, I think there's areas for improvement. As there should be. Right. I feel like as a student of life, mm-hmm. that's just what it is. There's always something that you can do better. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily be working on it actively, right. but you know internally, like, at some point I am going to work on brushing my teeth at night more often yeah. or whatever. You whatever know. it is. I think that a routine... A routine that I grew up with, that we had to do, that I've carried into my adult life, is making my bed. I will make my bed every single day, hospital corners, the whole shebang, every (laughs) single day. Every single day. And there's a book about it. A general or someone very high up in the military, I'm not familiar with military ranking, wrote a book about how that is one measure of like people who are really successful is that they make their bed every day because it's one task that you're able to say, Hey, I accomplished this. And then it just sets the tone. Yeah. And when we were kids, we had to have our shoes on and tied. Hmm. We had to wear, we wore uniform. So like you obviously were dressed shoes on tied hair brushed bed made and all of the stuff in your backpack hanging on the back of your chair. And then you, Mom would give us breakfast. Wow. And if you didn't have all, you didn't have your act together, no breakfast. So it's like that. I love it. Yeah. Okay. It's. Taking notes. Taking notes. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the idea of like making your bed and like setting yourself up daily for success. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you have the flu or you're hungover or you're yeah. feeling great. Like. Yeah. It's one thing that you can say, hey, I made progress. Yeah. Today. I, I've mentioned that before on the pod, but I didn't, I still to this day don't feel, and I think that, that, that's why I'm working on like really romanticizing my life now, because I feel like there's some parts of my life and parts of my routines and stuff like that, that really do make a difference, but mm-hmm. I don't see it just because I've been doing it for so long. Right. And making my bed is one, like I still to this day and don't necessarily feel like oh yeah I, this is like I'll tell people but they may feel differently about yeah, it yeah they well, might you th- make your bed every day right but like my brother me, never makes his bed that's funny you know and I don't know I don't know if my brother makes his I never asked I'm gonna ask him today yeah but I don't even th- like I don't think about it I think about it more when my morning gets all sidetracked because of Zola right and I'm like shoot my bed look crazy. Mm-hmm. It's disheveled. Right. That's not me. No. 
And it's part of trauma too. Let me tell you real quick, a little little backstory to that. Okay. So I always made up my bed since I was younger, but that was just a rule. Mm-hmm. But also, my mom told me this creepy story about how my grandma never made the bed. Mm-hmm. She never made her bed. The day that she passed away, she made her bed. <gasps> Wild. Wolf. <laughs> so now I have this like. Oh my god! If I make my bed, I'm gonna die. Response. If I don't make my bed. Oh, then maybe you'll die if it's not made. And I'm like, oh my god! If if I if that happens, and I and the fact that I do make my bed every day, and like not making my bed one day, and that's when I die, they're gonna be like, yeah, this is like this how she lives, right? My and mom like, always no. said, keep your house. Our house was always funeral ready. Talk about the dark humor in my family. Funeral ready. In case you needed to have a funeral in your house, you want the stuff put away. You don't want it to be looking crazy. Yeah. I'd keep making the bed. It might be hocus pocus, but. No, for real. <laughs> but I, and, and I've, I've left the house without making my bed before. Because sometimes when Zola's on her schedule, she's on her schedule. Mm. And I just have to like feel okay about it. Obviously, I don't. Right. But on a rare occasion, and it's probably happened three times since she was born, mm-hmm. where I just... Now, I'll leave clothes on the bed, but I'll still make it up. Yeah, right. That's fine. But the time... It's probably been three times where I didn't make it at all. And I'm like, yo. And it ruins your day. If I die today, I'm going to be so mad. So mad. Like, what? So, anyway, that was a random... But I feel like, yeah... Part of it is routine, but part of it is definitely a trauma response. That's fair. So, yeah. Um, that was a little, what do you call those things? Tangent. No, but it was a tangent. It was a major tangent. But what do you call it? Uh, Rabbit hole. find out some, something about somebody random. An aha moment? Little key, little fact, little, I don't know. I don't what know. What am I trying to say? A random fact about me. It's called a... I have to get it now. Tidbit. No. (laughs) What's a random fact that you find out about somebody and you're like, oh. I would say a random fact I found out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to figure it out, though. Okay. Um, Okay. So... You said, mm-hmm. well, we both said a lot, but you said before we started recording, though, that you don't necessarily plan out stuff. And so you're like, well, maybe that has something to do with why my life is. <laughs> yeah. Is. So what does that mean? I think, you know, on social media also, for what it's worth, I think there's, you know, everyone right now. Oh, dry January vision board, uh, manifest your life, yada, yada. That's all fine and dandy. But also at the same time, like that's an advertising platform. So I recognize that. I don't know if I've ever been. I'm just like one of those people that like, I'm not someone that like needs to write. I'm not like writing things down and being like, oh, these are my goals for the day. Like if I have a goal for the day, I just do my goal. You know, like I just think to myself, this is my goal. And then I do it. And if I don't get it done today, then I just move it to the next day. And I think that there's things like, 
I, yeah, I just don't really plan. I don't like plan out my life. Oh, this is what I want to have happen to me in 2023 because what if it doesn't happen? Then what? You know? <laughs> and what if it does? Okay, great. Now move on. You know, my, I guess, I'm, I guess my thing is I don't know what people are putting in these plan. Like what are people putting in these plans? Like get an oil change, you know? Okay. Or so this is perfect. make a million dollars. Like what's the, yes. So I have seen that the, okay. So I feel like this, tell is me what people do probably needs to be had too with some people who have been having some challenges with it. Cause you are on one end of the spectrum where you're like, I don't need to do that. I'm good. Right. Life is going to happen. Right. Exactly. I'm just, I'm rolling with it. Yeah. And roll then there with are the people who are manifest your life, but yeah. like, don't know how to do it. Oh, okay. So I'll give an example real quick before I talk about like what my plans are, because there's, there are plans, there are goals, there are, you know, uh, the to do's, the tasks, like it's all very different, Yeah. but it should lead to one big thing. Okay. So I think that the goal is the big thing. Okay. The plan is how you're going to get there. The tasks are the things that uh, envelop the plan. Yep. And then the to-dos are like the daily, weekly. Okay, this is what's going to get me to. Right. Okay, so taking a step back, a couple years ago in 2019, Mm -hmm. I was real big on just writing down goals, setting, setting intentions, I guess. And my spiritual life, like, was probably the strongest. It was, I would say, comparatively to the latter years of the last, like, decade, mm-hmm. that was probably a really good time for me spiritually. Okay. I was very focused. I was I was very heavily involved in church and just, like, I was on a prayer line. And it was a prayer line that was started by one of my good friends and she heard me on it one day and I was getting on it every single day. When I say religiously, pun intended, mm. <laughs> prayer line every single day at 6.30 a.m. Okay, but what's a prayer line? So, a great question. A prayer, <laughs> a prayer line can be different for different things. But for uh, all intended purposes for... Uh, a Christian prayer line is usually where a number is given out and people call into said number and it's set up webinar style. So the hosts and mm-hmm. maybe the co-hosts can talk, but the participants cannot. So the only way you can talk is if you hit a number or like pound on your phone okay. and then the hosts will let you talk. But they can also mute you again. Okay. So it's very, like I said, webinar style. But yeah, you call a number, you hear maybe some scriptures, some... So our our setup was you call, we did kind of an opening prayer, very like short, just to create the space Mm -hmm. for um, God to be present. And then we went into, I want to say... 
prayer requests. Yes. So if there's anybody on the line who would like prayer, especially for something specific. So then they would talk through like, yeah, I had this situation happen. So now I need prayer for this. Or my cousin had something happen, my Mm. uncle, whatever. So please pray for me, my uncle, my cousin, whatever. So that's the prayer request part. Mm -hmm. Go into prayer and then we close out with praise reports and testimonies. Mm. So people talk about the great things that God has done for them. Okay. So that's the basis. Yeah. So we would do that. And I got on that line every single day. Mm. That was, I I went through a phase in part of those years where I was dealing with someone romantically and I was just flying off the handles, but I was still very like, but I love God. So let me do this. So I would wake up drunk, all type of stuff. And see, I promise it was, it was crazy. And still call into the line. Oh man. Imagine that 630 in the morning. I'm like, Oh my God. But okay, let's go. Okay. So she, she saw my commitment and then asked me to run it with her. Okay. The the next year. Okay. She had called me up and was like, yo, you've been a part of this line every day. Wild. We got to do this together. So we did that for a couple years. And then it shifted to um, or shifted from every day to like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then it just completely stopped. So now we're kind of in the space where she's doing different things. And of course, I have my life. And at some point, maybe we'll um, get it back going. But that was that. And so I felt like, let me write what I want to do. So at in 2019, I was still kind of like, uh, I'm doing a couple things that really don't make sense. But, you know, we're making it do what it do. And I remember putting on my laptop, I will get a car by the end of April. Mm-hmm. I would see it every day. Good. Put it on a post-it note. Put it on my on my laptop, and I would look at it every day. Okay. Prior to that, my vision board that I had created for the year had a Honda on it. Okay. Because I knew I wanted a car. Right. And so, you know, everything else was on there. But I made the Honda very big because I found the color that I wanted. That was what I wanted. I knew I wanted a Honda because I'm like, this is like the best, you know, make in my opinion, outside right. of like luxury vehicles. Right. And so April 30th, 2019, mm-hmm. I get a call to come into Honda. Mm-hmm. I signed for the car at 11, like 53 p.m. Never been at a dealership that freaking long in my life, first of all. But 11.53 p.m., the car, the Honda, Mm -hmm. same color, Mm -hmm. was mine. So from that point, I was like, yo. You got to start making more posts on my laptop. We got to do this. This is real life. I got to write stuff down. I have to see it and make it happen. And so that's when I was like, okay, God, I'm I'm the Mm co-pilot. I'm going to tell you where I think I want to go. You tell me if that's right. And we don't, at least now we have a destination. And that's what the vision is about. The planning is about the vision board, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe where people do it out of order, that's when things can kind of 
create a space where like, well, what if it doesn't happen? Because now you you didn't set yourself up to get there. Mm. So I had to like plan for that. I had to save money. Yeah, right. To, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm I saying. I didn't just like put it on my board. No, and, or put a post-it note and say, oh, and ma- miraculously a card. You got to do the steps. But I think this is the thing. I think there's people that like can do the whole, yeah, I want a car and I'm going to tell put that in my head. And I'm going to save money. I'm going to do my things. And then, but they don't need it written down or like on their mirror. And I think that's the type of person that I am. That makes sense. This goes back to the time where we had to do bullet journals. (laughs) Okay. You know, let's, let's talk Talk about trauma. I remember, oh man, but traumatic, honestly, (laughs) journaling to me, it is helpful, but it's been so hard for me to like get into it. And for me to be a writer, I feel really bad about it. Why? You asking me a question that I have not yet answered myself. I don't know. I don't know why it's so. But hard. I don't think a jur- I don't think people who journal are necessarily writers. Hot take. <laughs> and I maybe that's the separation that I need to have. Like, because I do also have this perfectionist type of personality and i think journaling is just supposed to be like it is rambling of your brain it's a free write yeah you don't even need punctuation right but me part like being a writer but also like having this perfectionism and then you know i'm like oh but But that's the thing is because you're an actual writer i don't think journaling is actually writing yeah you know i think i need to separate the two and that's gonna take some work Cause I've been battling this for probably since I could write, mm. <laughs> like for real, for real. Cause we used to do these free writes in grammar school. I love y'all. This is another tangent. First of all, no. <laughs> what type of? Oh, it's my mom though, so she can come into my phone. Nobody else can. Um, we used to do these free writes, and I liked them. That's when I really kind of saw the potential it didn't come all the way out until college but I explored a lot of myself in grammar school and I feel like it it just got stifled for whatever reason because we had photography we had Mm -hmm. aviation we had you know library and we legit went through the Dewey Decimal System which I don't know that any child in like that are, that's coming up now. Do they know how to use that? Probably not. You know, because they like, just look it up on their phone. Legit. And so, okay, we gonna pause this. Hold on, because it's a lot going on. That's it for today's podcast, love. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a review and rating. It's how we stay relevant in the podcast world, and it helps other people be able to find and listen to the podcast as well. Subscribe to the pod so that you get notifications every time a new episode drops on whatever platform you're streaming from. And be sure to follow us on social media at Don't Hit Snooze Pod. That's D-O-N-T-H-I-T-S-N-O-O-Z-E-P-O-D. I'd love for us to build a community, so also be sure to head over to the Facebook group. It's linked in the show notes. And while you're there, let me know what you enjoyed about this episode. 
I'll be back next week with more tips on how to become the greatest version of yourself and reminding you to not slip.